0: What's going on? Welcome to the Craft Hot Sauce Podcast. And for those listeners of the past, pardon the brief hiatus. Uh, it was a busy harvest season, but excited to be back and dropping this episode with Mikey V. Uh, it's a great guy. Uh, if you like learning listening about flavors, cooking, and influences, you're going to like this podcast. Um, but if you do like the podcast in the past, uh, let somebody else know that either likes podcasts or hot sauce about this podcast. Uh, Some of my coworkers were just talking about uh, what podcasts we've listened to and made me think that podcasts are kind of hard to find and there's a lot of word of mouth. So if you found this helpful or you think others would like it, uh, we'd appreciate you spreading the word or even giving us a review, that also helps. So Mikey V operates Mikey V's Food. Uh, He has a hot sauce company, a salsa line. He even has his own retail hot sauce shop in Georgetown, Texas, uh, where they also do uh, events for for making hot sauce at his kitchen. But he also makes one of my favorite hot sauces, definitely of this year. Uh, It's called Sam Sauce. Um, So you're gonna learn more about Sam Sauce, but when I was over at the Portland Hot Sauce Expo, it was my, f- my favorite one there, and I got a case of it. I-, I got one of the hot cases, one of the last ones there. Uh, and so we are s- having the first 11 people to sign up for our craft Hot Sauce box. Uh, we'll get Sam Sauce by Mikey V's. Uh, the link is in the description of-, of this podcast and on our site, crafthotsauce.com. You're going to love Sam Sauce, whether it's for you, or early holiday gift, um, or if you can convince your CEO to get it for your office, like I did, uh, with my company, then uh, the craft the Hot Sauce box is what you want. So it also helps us to continue doing more of these podcasts. And one thing I try to do with these podcasts, every time we have a podcast, we pair it with a musician. Usually it's local musician to the podcast guests. And this episode is no exception for the Austin Raised Musician. Jackie Venson. Jackie is an amazing musician combining blues, rock, R&B, soul, and just owns the electric guitar. So we're heading in to this podcast with Keep On by Jackie Benson. whole song will be at the end. Let's go.
1: I know this dance, taking this chance. Down if we do, down if we don't. True sets us free. I need honesty, even when it frightens me. And all oh, it frightens me,
0: it seems impossible. You and I. Mikey V, welcome to the Craft Hot Sauce Podcast. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course, it's, it's my, my pleasure. So, I want to start off the last time that I saw you. uh, It was only about, which was nicely only like a month or two ago, at the PDX Hot Sauce Expo. And one of my favorite sauces was Sam's sauce. How did that come Uh into existence? (laughs) You know,
2: um, I'll make a long story longer. Um, (laughs) You know, meeting Sam, Sammy, my buddy. uh, You know, we we actually met at the New York Hot Sauce Festival um, a few years back. And uh, Sam's just a, a huge hot sauce chili head um, like many of us. And um, the guy was so dedicated and I saw his dedication to um, the whole industry, um, just, doing, just you know, doing part-time what he loves, helping people out, that kind of thing. And I, you know, I kind of approached him one day and I said, hey, Sam, um, you know, are, if you're ever willing to, to move to Texas um, in my area, you know, I'd probably have a job for you, man. I mean, we're growing and and things like that. And he says, uh, he says, well, we're okay. Yeah. I'll consider that. Thanks. You know, or whatever it was. And, and, um, I said, you know, this is, this is kind of something that, uh, you know, that, that I need obviously is, is, you know, kind of a, a front man, a younger hip guy and, and, (laughs) uh, you know, coming in with us and hanging out with us and stuff. So some young muscle, right. Right. (laughs) So anyway, um, uh, you know, a couple weeks after that, fast forward a little bit, um, he, you know, after we got back, he uh, he messaged me and said, Hey, were you serious about that? And I said, Absolutely. So, um, you know, he says, Tell me a little bit more. So, after that, he and his wife uh, actually flew out here because she had a job offer um, or a transfer uh, coming out to the Austin area. So I thought, oh, Hey, that's perfect, right? Yeah. Um, so, They came out here, kind of. we kind of met and gave them a tour of my kitchen and the store and all that good stuff and and was able to uh, work a deal. And part of that was was, uh, I said, hey, Sammy, one of these days I can get you in the kitchen and help me and we can create a sauce for you. He says, that's good. I have no idea how to make a sauce, though. (laughs) And I said, that's okay. I got you covered there. Uh, So let me tell you, that's the long story of it. Um, And let me tell you what happened here. So we were in the kitchen um, after he moved. And we said, I said, uh, hey, Sam, we're going to make some pot sauce here. We have to roast the tomatillos and and things like that. Um, So we made a big, huge batch of pot sauce, got everything done. And um, there was a tiny bit, I mean, maybe two handfuls of tomatillos, uh, roasted tomatillos left over. He said, hey, boss, what would you like me to do with these tomatillos? You want me to just toss them? I mean, it's not enough to make a batch. And I'm like, jokingly, half jokingly, I said, we don't throw anything away here. We'll be resourceful to use this somehow. I mean, come on, right? And he yeah. Says, you can't make a sauce out of just this. And I said, bet me I can. He says, all right, better than that, you can't go. And you anything that you see in your site, line of sight right now, is the only thing that you can use for this <laughs> sauce. And I'm like, what? That's a challenge to me, buddy. All right, yeah. I got this. So what I ended up doing was uh, 12 minutes later, I came up with Sam sauce. I mean, I had to fine-tune it just a little bit with some spices and such, but uh, uh, that's what it was. And, I mean, wow. there was apple juice that was yeah. out. Uh, there was a roasted tomatillo, yep. and those are the ingredients that were on there, the yuzu vinegar. So it became a kind of a Japanese uh, – or it's a Sam's sauce, Sam-inspired sauce. Um, but it came out really well and, uh, he, he liked it and he says, Hey boss, can I use this for my sauce? The one that you, you promised me? I said, absolutely, man, let's do it. Awesome. Since you're the one that inspired it for me. So, and like I said, in a nutshell, that's kind of it. And that's how we live our crazy lives out here.
0: So That's so cool. <laughs> I, I, I love that story. Yeah. Yes, I, I met Sam, I think at the New York, uh, city hot sauce expo. And then, and got a chance to talk to him and, uh, he, he sampled me to sauce and is telling me just everything that's in it. And, uh, I mean, one of my, definitely, uh, that whole weekend was a blur just because the amount of hot sauces and beer and activity that took place that, that weekend, it was all kind of a a blur for what it was, but I I do know some of your sauces, uh, or, or Mikey V's, uh, is is one of my favorite hot sauce companies. Cause I think you just guys have such a great range of sauces and they're very unique and used in different ways. You got the, the sweet chili ghost, the pot sauce. Yeah. Um, I actually mm-hmm. haven't had a full bottle of your taco sauce, but one of my favorite taco sauces is the peach <laughs> habanero delight. Um, and then you got some, ah. some super hots as well. And, and so, and then you got a line of salsa, which is also amazing. And so <laughs> naturally we're going to be talking about some of these sauces Ah, uh, but when we were in Portland, we were talking, and you kind of blew my mind. And you were talking about layering. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you originally thought of, of layering, and then just how you're using it today in your cooking? You know, that's a great question, Brian, and, and thanks
2: for all the compliments on the sauces. But yeah. you know, it's being that it's such a passion of mine. I love cooking, um, and you know, cooking. Um, A lot of people ask me all the time, how do you come up with these things? How come your, your sauces and your salsas are so different from each other? Um, And, and there's an answer for that. The answer is, you know, what I decide I want to cook that night or that day or that instant uh, will determine the kind of sauce that I want to use or what I want to create for what I'm cooking. Uh, You know, peach habanero was, was one of the first ones I did. And and, um, you know, there's again, all sauces and all foods are subjective. So, um, you know, and, and, heat levels as well. So the habanero people typically think is really hot. Uh, the average person I'm saying, not a chili head, but, um, you know, and, and I wanted to, I love the taste of habanero, but sometimes it could be too much for the average person. So, I decided, you know, my background is Southern California and Hawaii. Um, so we like to eat a lot of uh, tropical things. We like to, in, in, in Southern California, we did a lot of, um, of deep, you know, like um, fish tacos and things like that. Yeah. So um, I created this Baja style fish taco and thought, you know, I, I like a creamy, fruity. Style sauce to go over that, you know, with the fresh uh, shredded cabbage and, you know, the, the onions, the purple onions in there and things like that, and just kind of figure out what meshed together very well. And so I came up with that peach habanero for that specific dish. Now people are using it for all kinds of stuff, which is awesome. And you can, versatility of the sauces uh, and any sauce I use is, is, you know, kind of left up to your imagination. But um, um, that's how I start, and that's how I start creating a sauce or a salsa. Is on what i'm cooking
1: um
2: so going back to your question about layering um you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a a pro it's it's a term that i kind of made up um as you know i was going along um you know i teach some hot sauce classes and um out here locally um and I've, i've done that for for quite some years now but um i teach these people it's like okay so when you're layering things a typical hot sauce and this is again subjective depending on who you ask will be you know uh, peppers you know some kind of seasoning and then you've got your vinegars mm-hmm. and such but taking it to a next a next level you know you want to make sure that you're, you're cooking um, you know obviously a, a, a sauce has to be cooked to make it shelf stable so when we're cooking in the right process so I incorporate in my processes that we have to cook these different these different items that I'm using for different sauces um so having said that you know um, if I'm cooking peaches I mean a raw peach is going to taste different from a canned peach which is going to taste totally different if you cook either one of those and go from there. and that's the same thing as well I mean if you if you're using uh, like say bell pepper for some substance um, you know you've got a bell pepper there if you take a bite of that bell pepper raw it's going to taste totally different than a cooked one same thing with onions so um, with us um i I, or with this particular layering process that i use um i get in the kitchen and i start to um gather the ingredients and start seeing what would mesh well with each other and then as a whole um sauce at the end a finished product and how that would actually taste so you can taste the flavors of not your food because you know a sauce is a condiment um salsa same thing in my opinion um if you're using it Um, with food, and it should not cover the taste of the food, but enhance the food in a different direction. I'd love to taste all the flavors of the actual food. Um, You know, if you're using, if you're doing, for example, that, that, um, uh, Baja style fish taco with a, um, a corn tortilla I'd love to taste the corn in there the first bite yeah. that I get uh you know along with the 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 fish and then you know the the crispy and crunchy uh, cabbage and things like that and then then get a little bit of that sauce and some heat in there as well so that's kind of the way that 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 I you know that that's actually what inspires me to make these different things is to, to get really deep and involved with with the cooking and what we're doing. So
0: yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So so with, with how I make sauce, um, I, I take my <laughs> ingredients and, and uh, make a sauté. Like I, I usually start with uh, onion and garlic, which which are in all my sauces, and then I, I mm-hmm. do have some some carrots in there that I usually throw in early, uh, and then peppers and fruit and then towards the end at least like with my uh, 40 shades of green chili i I have some cilantro um (laughs) and and some other things that i throw in kind of last minute and and i was just thinking there's a a brewery right by me merrimack ales and i was just talking to them about some of the 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 crossover from brewing beer to hot sauce, and and like thinking about hops. When you put in hops earlier, it's going to be a lot more bitter. Versus towards the end, it's going to be a lot more floral and, and kind of fruity, depending on the hops. Um, so I'm just thinking, like I, I've always heard when I make when I cook food, and, and kind of making hot sauce is really cooking food and kind of making almost like a soup. What are some ingredients that you're thinking about layering earlier versus later? And and think it. How do you? I, I. How do you think about tasting when you're when you're pairing things? Uh... Well, you know, I
2: mean, everybody that's doing it is, is probably doing it, and when they're making sauces and inadvertently, they're not even thinking about what it is. They're just thinking about the total outcome. But if you really analyze it, um, to me personally, um, I like to get. Um, you know, my, my garlics and my onions and things like that. I like to get those in early. Uh, I like them to caramelize a little bit. It gets the, you know, the sugars out of the onions and, and kind of gives it that little sweeter flavor um, as far as that. And it's not, you know, so harsh, as, you know, as far as that, that taste goes. Um, so I like to saute those um, up in the, you know in the beginning process there yeah. so we can let let that stuff go um some of the stuff that i use at the end um is, is like one of the ones that you use is like the cilantro the cilantro i put at the end um you know cooked cilantro obviously is going to taste a lot better than the fresh cilantro and everybody's so used to that fresh cilantro however bacteria can grow on that just as well so for us or for me i love just getting um that fresh cilantro taste so as fresher we can get is not as cooked oh, yeah. as we can go with that, um, that's where we're at, you know, without putting any um type of um unnatural, you know, prohibitors or anything like that. So um or preservatives. Um so I like to, you know, obviously like anybody else, use the natural preservatives, the lime juices, the lemon juices, the um, you know, vinegars and things like that. So um Beautiful. some citric acid crystals and stuff like that. So but uh,
0: um,
2: yeah, I mean, that's that's usually when I make a sauce, it's just the cilantro portion of it that goes in last. Everything else that's more of a, a solid is, is probably pre-cooked and cooked all the way through.
0: Awesome. Yeah. It, but it made sense to me just because like uh, when I was cooking uh, or when I cook, usually it's usually three of us in the kitchen and... And, and I I'm usually doing the grunt work because I'm having to bribe people to do, uh, to, to cook with me. So it's usually my like, yeah. friends and brothers that are like sauteing and, and cutting all the the fresh ingredients. It's like, oh, that's the fun part. I'm like prepping bottles <laughs> for like sanitation and everything. Um, but they're always asking, like, Oh, what, what do I put in next? What do I put in next? And I was like, well, I, I got the list here, but I, I'm just, yeah. when i that conversation, I was like, Oh man, like, as we're scaling, consistency is going to be crucial, and 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 it's also, I mean, it's not. I mean, it is because I, that's also the beauty of hot sauce: is everything's going to be a little bit different with the different seasons and the peppers, and the, some are going to be hotter versus others, and, and different flavors. I think that that is cool, and um, but for when you're making a business and you. have Narrowed in on on what you love making that kind of layering. I was like, Oh man, that's actually going to really affect consistency, but also you can really play around with, with those different strategies. So I thought that was, that was really cool.
2: Absolutely. I I mean, I agree 100 percent, you know, and and to to go back on one of those other um, ingredients that I add in last um, so you can taste the flavor, because, you know, a lot of the times if you if you are cooking, um, according to the process um, and food process authorities that you have to you have to stick with, um, you're going to lose a lot of that flavor depending on what it is. Um, Mm. And I'll give you an example. My my smoked beer, bacon salsa um, is a a salsa that uh, I use. Um, beer our, our local brewery that actually comes um is right down the road from us uh, we use our Weizenbach beer and you can't i mean it's it's hard to taste and you're getting um you, you know you also get ingredients that are fighting each other uh to pop their head out you know with, with yeah this. so sometimes you know you get that bacon flavor you get the beer in there and, and and one overpowers the other um so i try to i try to add the beer last um so that way we can make sure that um we can at least get a good flavor of, yeah. of that. So,
0: well, I know uh, you, you mentioned that you, you grew up in, in uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but grew up in Southern California and have really like, close roots to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I know those regions mean so much to you, but kind of what that means to you for, for how you cook today, how you bring some of those influences. <laughs> um, and, and I, you, you know, you mentioned earlier kind of the, the combination yeah. of, of fruit and heat but I, I love to hear a little bit more about what food in those regions really kind of means to you and how you put it into, to uh, what Mikey's V's is today.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, just like I mentioned before, I was born in San Diego and and um, grew up in Hawaii and, and okay. you know, moved back to, to San Diego area or Southern California area to, to finish high school and, and, um, you know, do some college out there. Um, but, you know, regionally for us, I mean, you've got the in San Diego, you've got the border so close, Mexican border down there. Um, and it's the Baja style. So you, you know, you're going to get, uh, your, um, different styles of food. So a different style of Mexican food, um, that there, and a lot of it is tropical. Um, so they incorporate a lot of, of, of fish, um, and a lot of fruits and things like that. Um, although I'm not, and people that know me know that I'm not a huge cooked fish fan. Um, I can eat raw fish, but I can't <laughs> eat cooked fish as much. It's so weird. <clears throat> but, and and adversely, let's see, um, in Hawaii, I grew up on the island of Kauai. And, you know, there's a lot of fishing out there as well. So, you know, everything's pretty much tropical out there. They've got, you know, some some cool tropical uh, fruits and plants. And, you know, you got lilikoi and you've got guava and... and mango and papaya and and all those different things and uh, although i haven't made one of those particular sauces yet or incorporated any of that um that tropical fruit into my sauces yet they're also very good to work with Mm -hmm. so you know having the spiciness portion of it with you know super hots and things like that or even just regular jalapenos and habaneros which were available readily available at the time you know we were able to take some of that hawaiian <clears throat> pineapple yeah. peaches kind of flavor and then mix it in with uh, a little bit of spice so mm. um you know cooking you know some asian style foods and some stir fries and you know that's kind of what we that's kind of got what me got what we started on what got me started into you know the sweeter style sauces like that but i i think sweet spicy and a little salty at the same time it's just just you know, is, is the perfect blend, I think, for me. Oh, yeah. um, we've got a few of those that have that in there, but we also, you know, have a, a, a lot more savory stuff. Uh, like you, Brian, I mean, I use a lot of onion and garlic in mine, and most of mine have onion and garlic, whether it's a salsa or a hot sauce. But yeah. – um uh, I think it's just the perfect combination for for everything to kind of meld everything together as far as flavors and that layering process we we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and then again, complement each meal if you're if you're looking at you know in, in Southern California, it's Mexican, it's it's Southern Southern uh, Baja style. Uh, Mexican cooking. Um, and then you also have, you know, the Hawaiian style, um, Asian flair with uh, a lot of noodles, a lot of rice and things like that. So uh, my sweet ghost pepper sauce is is um, what I created for it's an egg roll sauce. You know, just love egg rolls and my heritage, uh, the Filipino, Filipino lumpia and, and things like that. I made this lumpia sauce and that was my sweet ghost pepper because every time I went to go have one of those those lumpias or those egg rolls that was like i love that mayploy stuff it's a sweet and sour style sauce but it needed to be kicked up a notch and and you know i love the flavor of ghost pepper so i decided yeah. to incorporate that that smoky flavor of ghost pepper along with uh, my own version of a, a sweet and sour style sauce and came up with that and it became our our number one selling sauce and still is to this day
0: That's so cool. Just hearing the concept of of how you're thinking about making those sauces. And and that's something that, I mean, I think it's the really addicting fun. I mean, I think there's a lot of, uh, in my experience being around hot sauce, there's a lot of things that are so fun and just drive me back into loving it and just kind of getting this flywheel going. But I, I think thinking up of a concept of new sauce, Experimenting, getting closer to it is really cool, and and I think you have ton, a ton of experience. Especially when Sam puts the the timer and the pressure on you, you saying you can't do anything with this. But <laughs> y- 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 I know you're also a co-packer, and there's <laughs> a, a lot of folks that I mean, we can get into a little bit more of the details of, of what it takes to to actually start a hot sauce company when you're when you're doing everything yourself versus going down the road of co- co-packer, but how do you, when you work with somebody, I'm curious, like, how do you come up and work on hot sauces together? So, you know, that's a great question, Brian, because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the
2: people that I actually work with as being a co-packer, you know, we have the facility to do, um, you know, some, I do anyway, some small batch um, craft hot sauces. And um, usually I'm working with, um, and that's kind of Um, two different areas so when we're doing our our um, co-packing portion of it Mm -hmm. somebody actually has a recipe uh we come in we get that recipe um dialed in. They usually have a process, you know, how they cook in it and bottling it and things like that. And we'll come in together and do their recipe and, and, and we'll scale up a little bit for production. Make sure that it's, um, a, it's you know, a shelf stable sauce and it's, you know, the pH levels where it should be, the acidity and all that. And, um, and then we send it in um, so we can get um, the labs testing it and, and the food process authority and things like that. So, we can work with these people in doing that. I've spent hours and hours and hours and countless uh, times and I'm still learning uh, different things and, and, and rules and regulations based in the, mm, uh, yeah. uh, the state of Texas. And, you know, a lot of that, a lot of people lean on for us. So part of our agreement is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that we keep them legal uh, in the aspect of, of how to can and things like that um, under my roof. When there's when there is a, um, a recipe but not fully finished recipe uh, then it becomes a research and development type of help that they need and we're going to need to you know make their processes um, you, you know I guess we could say we need to rechange their whole processes so we can get these things uh, shelf stable. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know addition of, of different things or longer cooking times, and that's the biggest challenge that we come up with is you know people want to put fresh ingredients and they want to have a shelf life with it, but uh, without you know making it all natural. So there's no way of doing that without putting you know some preservatives in there, which is going to change the flavor of it. And obviously, uh, in our day and age now, people want to. To so be all natural and no preservatives and, and you know have that on their label so nobody wants preservatives uh in that in my opinion but um so you know, the, the hours and hours of research of how to get these things done and who to send it to and things like that. That's all part of our co-packing agreement where we, when we come Very up. Cool. If they do need research and development to get their uh, stuff a little bit, then that's kind of a different uh, angle that we take. We do that first and then we start the co-packing process and, and get everything going. Uh, I know when I first started, um, I just didn't know what to do or who to ask or anything like that. I had no idea there was even uh, hot sauce was this big. And, you yeah. know, there's a hot sauce circuit where, you know, you can go and, and as a vendor, um, you know, travels to some of these awesome shows that we see, you know, the Steve Seabury shows are just phenomenal. I mean, they're just great. It brings out a great crowd. It's just love it. Love being there in the hot sauce family and the hot sauce world. And the people that just love this stuff, it's just, it's just great. So, yeah. but you know, it kind of, going back to what we were talking about, it just kind of, it cuts out the guesswork for these people, and i kind of done all the research for them, uh, that way, you know, if they have an actual sauce that they've been tinkering around with, and they, you know, think that that um, this sauce and everybody else would enjoy this sauce as well, then we go ahead and start producing for them.
0: That's so cool, yeah, and and, and that's people like yourself are, are tough to find because uh, I, I speak with a lot of people that have, have gone down the co-packing route. And it's, uh, it's tough to find somebody that uh, especially that dedicated towards hot sauce. Like a lot of people do other things and, and they're like, Oh yeah, hot sauce, that should be too hard. But uh, I think really being able to think out that together and then being there and, and having that experience is, is huge. And one one thing that I, I was looking kind of at, at some of the products at, at during, during the expo and and uh, being out west versus out in New York City where I, I'm I'm out in the Boston area so I, I haven't gone out out west with it, much of the hot sauce scene but Hatch <laughs> chilies were everywhere uh, or t- everybody was talking <laughs> yeah. about them uh, Los Rose they were telling me about how they like have some some like vehicles that they've converted into roasters, which is really cool. But I noticed that you have a, a Hatch salsa and I've actually never cooked with the Hatch chili, but I've heard that it's like the cult's beautiful, flavorful chili. <laughs> but I'm curious, like, could you tell me a little bit more about cooking with Hatch chili? And also just curious about when you have a line of salsa that's just, it's amazing. Um, but I think there's a lot of things that are transferable between salsa and hot sauce, but I I'd imagine also there's quite a bit of difference between approaching a salsa salsa versus a hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right.
2: So let's talk about hatch chili first hatch chili, hatch New Mexico, authentic hatch chili has to come from hatch New Mexico and be certified. Um, when I was a kid in Southern California, um, we had uh, access to hatch chili. Um, and this is, I mean, we're talking 25, 30 years ago, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Growing up with this stuff, um, we would incorporate our hash green chilies into a lot of our food um, at night. So my mom and my dad would cook. Hatch, you know, I mean, we, we do ground beef with uh, diced up hatch green chili in it. Okay. We do, um, you know, with, with little chopped up potatoes in it um, or do it like a, a hatch green chili uh, stew is what they call it. And then there's, um, you know, mild, medium and hot versions of that, too, that same pepper. Um, the hatch green chili, there are also green chilies, which I yeah. believe come from the same variety of seeds and things like that. Um, it could be coming from... Uh, uh, New Mexico as well, but not from the region hatch, so they can't label their stuff uh, um, hatch green chili. So I buy mine authentic hatch green chilies, and I make sure that uh, we are certified make sure everything is, is, you know, kosher as far as using, utilizing the name. There is, and, you know, uh, people ask, is there a difference? You know, I guess there there is a difference, um, but a lot of people uh, can't tell the difference between each. And typically, hatch green chilies, there are you know, about 12 inches long. Um, they kind of look like an Anaheim chili if you've ever seen one of those. Those are a little more popular, I guess, um, globally um, or nationally. But uh, these hats just have a, a, an awesome flavor, and that's when it's roasted. So these things come off of off of the uh, the branches, the trees, and you you know, or the plants, and you cut them, and you take these these hatch green chilies, and you roast them over an open flame. And that's actually what actually brings out that flavor of the whole hash green chili. And that's true with anything too, you know, jalapenos and like that. But that hash green chili is just an awesome aroma. I remember my dad coming home and um, he'd have a a 50 pounds, you know, sack, big potato sack full of these things. Um, and then we'd, we'd sit out there for hours and we'd roast these things and then we'd peel them after they cooled off. And then we'd bag them into, uh, you know, Ziploc bags and throw them in the freezer for later use. Um, and they freeze very, very well. Um, so that was all part of me growing up in Southern California. We had access to that stuff and it was, and it was just wonderful. My, my dad's originally from Texas and he, um, West Texas, which is real close to the border of um, um, New Mexico, and that's where he, as a kid, came up with these hatch green chilies as well. So okay. that kind of inspired me to make that hatch green chili salsa. So, cool. um, so when I make this, I made this salsa, this shelf-stable salsa there, and just, you know, added that roasted flavor of the hatch green chili, that was one of my favorites. It was just absolutely one of my favorites. It's a it's a good dipping salsa, but it's just a, just a wonderful flavor, you know, for yeah. for something that that uh, for chili heads as well as uh, people that just don't like super spicy alike. It's a mild and medium salsa. I use the mild um, and medium hash green chilies for that. Could, could
0: you so, do your do your best job in like a sentence describing w- what the flavor of a of a roasted uh, green hash chili is like? <laughs> That's a tough. Question. I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're going to be quoted here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um it's it's actually uh, hatch green chili is just um a fire roasted chili that's just very fleshy and you can taste the the hints of um i got it's so unique it's by itself yeah. it's just there's nothing else like that that tastes like that but when again added with food or added with something else it just yeah. brings another dimension to your eating experience i i i I love it when we go to New Mexico for the National Fairy Foods and Barbecue Show, uh, because that is what they actually use um, pretty much in every restaurant in New Mexico. Um, there's a, a red and a green that they use, and it's, the difference between those are, are it's just like anything, being ripe, more ripe than the other. Um, but you know, some of them are a little more um, sweet than the other ones are um and again some are more hot so when you walk into a restaurant in albuquerque it's they ask you um your heat level what do you want i mean do you yeah. want it um red or green mm-hmm. or
0: christmas they call it because you get the red and green okay. together you can just do a combination of both so well, what, what do you go with because i've been asked that question and i have a hard time answering <laughs> but i personally love the green. Yeah. I I, I think it's hard to get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that line. Maybe you've been at it within hot sauce for, for a while, but I'm curious because you've, you started this and then, I mean, you today you have a naturally, uh, nationally popular brand. You co-pack for others and you also have your own hot sauce store, but when did you originally get started on, on starting your brand? Um, originally I got started with my brand, um,
2: in 2012, that's when we decided to, to actually start the actual brand, V's Foods, um, you know, on a dare for my brother, I've always made hot sauce. So on a dare for my brother, uh, my older brother, I've made t-
0: time out there, there's, there's a yeah. lot of people that have started a hot sauce company with a dare from a brother. Like that that's like I think even the third time on this podcast. I know I think Greg Foster there was a, a lot of dare from a brother with Inferno Farms. But um sorry to to, to go back to the dare. <laughs> uh
2: well you know it's funny because um I've made hot sauce or salsa my whole life. I mean, I grew vegetables in my garden um, as a kid, and I'd make hot sauce or salsa for the family uh, pretty much at least two, three times a week. And, you know, when I'd go to friends' house and things like that, or Super Bowl, and people would just say, Mikey, come over to Super Bowl, All right. What do you want me to bring? <laughs> salsa. Okay, great. So, and it's always, I've heard that my whole life. And, you know, when yeah. people are like, Hey, you make salsa. It's great. I mean, why haven't you, why haven't you bottled it? You know, I mean, I was in the automotive repair industry for years and it's like, I had no idea. I know how to fix a car. You had to run a business. I just didn't know how to, what went into all this stuff. So um, when I moved out to Austin, Texas in 2010, um, my brother, uh, again, my older brother and Adair says, Hey, I, I dare you to enter your uh, salsa into that. There's a hot sauce festival down here in Austin. And I said, So what? They have a festival for hot sauce? Are you kidding me? And, uh, no, no, no. And you know, we missed it the first couple of a couple is, of is years. The Austin um, Chronicle? It's on Google. Yep, that's the Austin Chronicle one. Yep. Yeah. And so um and it's always at you know the third Sunday in <laughs> August, the hottest time of the year. <laughs> and uh, um you know i entered this this festival in 2012 and we ended up getting first place in the uh, red sauce category it was 300 and something entrance in that category and and one uh, first won first place and with my original red fresh salsa which i make weekly here because it's all fresh all natural it's the first product that actually came out with um and that was in october um it launched in october 2012 so now we have um uh, 39 different, pro- 40 different products now of wow. our own in the MyQVs label. And we also operate four other companies that we've acquired
0: in, since that time. Wow. So, And working on more. Wow. <laughs> so, what, what, what's, the, what's the driver for uh, kind of the, uh, your, your continual growth and innovation and, and cranking out sauce? You know, uh, I mean of my own brand, um, to be creative. That's, I think that's the most fun
2: part of the job. Um, and especially, you know, a lot of hot sauce makers will agree with me. It's like, I mean, getting in the kitchen and, and, um, uh, just trying to create some new sauces and some, some, some new things and be different and and versatile yet with food Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's where I thrive. That's where I love to be as just creating new stuff, you know, put an artist, uh, you know, in front of a, a piece of paper or the, with a, with a brush or a pen or, you know, or an easel or whatever. That's me in the kitchen. And I just love doing that. I can, I could sit there and do that all day long and create new stuff. Um, there's, I mean, probably hundreds of sauces that I have and sauces that I have outright or that I have in my back pocket that I could, you know, just come out with. And, um, just need to perfect them. And, and, you know, obviously it takes some money to, to do that, but uh, um, I just love, I love doing that. Um, so so a, a lot of sauce makers can agree with that. So, but uh, the drive for, for our business is, you know, actually, we, you know, a lot of people, wow, that's crazy. You guys have now operate uh, four other companies besides your own. And it's like, well, you know, the fit was perfect. I mean, you know, uh, we acquired another salsa company and um, it's not something that we do, you know, like Silverleaf International um, is one. It was my favorite, favorite salsa. When I moved out here, um, try this stuff and everything is garlic based. I love garlic. I love, love, love garlic. And so, you know, when, when I heard that they were going out of business, it was like, oh man, no, don't do that. You know, yeah. and, and there was some negotiating, but we went ahead and um, and, and acquired them. In, I believe it was 2016. Um, and it's just, it's just awesome to have that whole set of a line of products that I personally love and can stand behind that's so and cool. now make. And, and it just fits right with our repertoire of what we're trying to do. Same thing with Cajun Tex; everything's smoked there. You know, a lot of people in Texas like that smoky flavor, and that roasted flavor. And, and that's where it actually fits right into what we're doing here. So not, you know, a lot of people ask me, "Is like, you're competing against your own stuff. It's like, no, it's, I mean, you know, if we end up, which by choice, I have not, you know, got a distributor or anything like that, uh, we self distribute everything and we keep it small and we keep a mm-hmm. sum on everything. And if we, you know, decide to go out there and reach out into the national box chain stores, then, you know, they these people will now have choices of what they can that what they can get regionally. Because tastes vary regionally. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. understand that. So, yes, so sir. Cool.
0: Wow. Well, I, I think i I got the answer to the next question that I want to ask you about. It's, uh, well, I, I'll make my way there. But the first question, EAFO, yeah. am, am I allowed to know what this means? I know Sam posted something on the, for, the, for the love of hot sauce. I think it's going to give away like a free case if so somebody could figure out what it means. But I don't know. I, I, I didn't follow up on it to see if there's actually an answer out there. But is, is that public knowledge?
2: It is public knowledge. A lot of people know
0: what it means already, but uh,
2: it's a, it was a funny joke that uh, I use personally in my personal life that is uh, um, a reference, just uh, people being weird. And, and um, uh, I'll tell you about EAFO. Um, you know, the people that know Mikey V's foods, Mikey V's brands and things like that, um, they know me for one thing. They know me for flavor and consistency. Okay, so uh, like you mentioned it before, Brian, was that that you've got to stay consistent no matter how you scale up. It's got to be the same thing because as a consumer, you want to open that jar, and if you really like that sauce or that salsa or whatever it is, you want to taste that same flavor every single time you buy it. It's very important. Um, that goes without saying, right? So um, people know us. We 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 love making uh, different and unique products. And, you know, savory and sweet, and all these different cool things. And, you know, I've heard quite a bit as we're doing the hot sauce circuit, you know, my wife and I and Sam, we travel uh, eight or nine times a year to different festivals from Portland, as you mentioned before, Southern California, all the way to New York City, um, Brooklyn out there, just awesome. And uh, everywhere in between uh, doing these festivals. And you know, as the years have gone by, people are just like, you know, I, I love your stuff, Mikey. It's so great. Or I hear people talking about it. It's like, it's awesome. It's just not hot enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I never really was the one that that wanted to make a super hot sauce. I didn't. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to have people just use a lot of it, and, you know. And, and like like we were talking about before, I mentioned before, it was like, add it to your food and just You know, compliment your food, not just overpower it. You know, Uh, there's some times where you need to overpower it, (laughs) you know, such as when my mother in law cooks. Don't tell her that. (laughs) But but, uh, just kidding, Esther. Um, But anyway, um, we we pour that stuff on there, and um, you know, you don't want to do it. You just want to compliment that stuff. So, anyway. You know, so going back to this, people were just saying, hey, Mike, your stuff's great. It's got good flavor, but it just needs to be hotter. I hear that more often. So I'm like, you know, I kind of take everything like a challenge. And I was like, yeah, all right. You know what? I think it's time that I do a hot sauce, a super hot salsa or hot sauce. Uh, So I did. And um, I came up with this EAFO sauce. So, you know, by weight, it's about uh, about 82% peppers. Wow. Uh, by weight, and um, it, it's pretty hot. Um, up to this point, I now have a farmer that actually grows for me. We do about three acres a year. Um, next year, we're
0: slated to do about uh, about 12 acres. What, what does that normally yield to? I, I know it varies year to year, but in terms of. of pounds, it does peppers you know it's really hard to tell um like you said it does vary uh um, weather
2: has a lot to do with it yeah. things like that but but uh if i had to guess off the top of my head i mean we're talking you know about uh 2000 okay. pounds of peppers you know something like that uh as opposed to now going up to probably about 10000 pounds of peppers uh-huh. yeah. um so yeah um Anyway, back to the EAFO. Um, I decided to make this E-A-F-O sauce. I wanted to make a super hot sauce, but I also wanted to have a little bit of flavor with it too. It's hard to have 80 plus or 75% plus um, peppers um, and not it, have it taste exactly like peppers. So there's, you know, some some different things that we had to do to to try to counterbalance that. And, and uh, I s- sat in a... In my kitchen, and and just started playing around one day, and and uh, came up with EAFO. Um, you know, a lot of super hot sauces are are um, real thick. Um, you can't really get them out of the bottle because of the the pepper. Uh, consistency in there and um you know it has it has to be fluid it has to be a little have some fluidity in it yeah. you know so you can get that stuff out of the bottle without having to use a toothpick or, or anything like that so um in any case i made adafo it's got uh it's got black hawaiian sea salt in it it's got some onion in it it's got some garlic in it um some apple cider vinegar in it and uh some carolina Re- reaper pepper and some smoked ghost peppers so um Pretty basic as far as that goes. Um, And I'll tell you what, it's the hottest sauce that I've tasted. Um, (laughs) And there's people that were at that Portland show where I saw you, Brian, last that uh, said it probably was the hottest. sauce at that show and I also got that complimented uh, in Austin as well as in Houston where we just did these last couple of shows uh, yeah. so it is pretty spicy there's, I'm sure there's some stuff out yeah, there that's, I, I, that's I,
0: it, I wasn't planning on having it uh, but I had some right before yeah, it, that? <laughs> the, the, the reaper contest just because the, the reaper contest was about to go down but I had this after I was standing in line at the beer tent and I just see some dudes struggling like and, and, and it's so funny I, I, at these expos I one of my favorite things is just seeing other people in pain but just like their 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 faces lit up like they're kind of looking left to right their eyeballs are, are kind of puffed up and so, so th- this dude like there, there's probably a hundred people just like at this beer tent and this guy comes up to the tent and He's walking, he's obviously lit up. He puts his hand on the fence and starts shaking his head. And then his girlfriend comes over and like pats him in the back. He then goes onto his knees and just starts looking up to the sky. Then he goes on all fours, crawls underneath a bush and lies down in the fetal position. So that that's what that's what you did to that. I mean his friends were like yeah he, he was asking for the hottest sauce and <laughs> took a good bit but uh job accomplished Mikey so uh yeah go 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 do that I hate to laugh <laughs> I hate to laugh, but it's funny because I know exactly who you were talking about.
2: Um, and he did that. And, and you know, it's, a, it's like, he's like, just give me the hottest sauce. And I'm like, yeah. don't you want to try something first? And then we can, you know, kind of work our way into that. Nope, I want the hottest sauce. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. And one yeah. thing I told him too, he wanted it on a chip. And I said, no, I don't, I don't sample these on a chip. You take it in a spoon. If you want to eat a chip later, you can. But I want you to get the full right. effect yeah. of the sauce. Um, and not mask it anyway. And there was um his girlfriend or wife or whoever it was was like, I want you to punish him. I mean, just just get him <laughs> because he says nothing it's hot bad. enough and we've been through a lot of these places and and it was that. And so when when that gentleman did it and tried it, and then you came and told me where you found them. Under me that <laughs> I was just laughing because it was like, wow, that was quite a while ago. And it's got that, that everlasting oh, yeah. So going back to the name of the EAFO, you know, like I said, I started off this conversation here by saying, hey, Mikey, your stuff is great. It's just not hot enough. So um, the, the, the term I use is EAFO when it's that. And Sam, um, you know, he he even started talking about that. You know, he started getting sick of it because people are saying, you know, Mikey's sauces are great, but he needs to make something hotter and this hotter. And he's like, what? He goes, we need, boss, we need to make a sauce that's really hot. Shut them up sauce. Just shut the hell up. You know, okay. You want something, big boy? Here you go. You know, and um, that's what the EAFO was. And um, (laughs) EAFO proudly or not so proudly means eat a fat one because
0: <laughs> uh, you know these
2: guys <laughs> come in now and say all right you're a big bad you're a tough one here you go you can eat a fat one now awesome, <laughs>
0: awesome.
2: So, so that's kind of what that means and uh, that's how we uh, came up with that thing and and uh, we enjoy uh, just short. messing with people with it and stuff like that so yeah it's fun it's a fun but it's a good tasting sauce too you know
0: yeah <laughs> that's awesome Cool, Mike. Yeah, I know you're working. Uh, you're on the clock right now at your hot sauce store, so I won't keep it too much longer. But I, I did want to talk a little bit and learn a little bit more about your hot sauce store, just because I, yeah. I, I think this is the first person that's come on the podcast that also has a hot sauce store, and I think they're like. Um, I'm actually uh, going to be writing a post about hot sauce stores all over the world. Um, and yep. they're really cool and unique. And I, I think um, they're coming more popular just as craft hot sauce is becoming more popular. Um, but ha- right. how do you think about coming up with the sauce and kind of making a really cool experience for, for visiting uh, people, visiting your shop?
2: Well, you know, I mean, that's one of the things um, when I decided to open a store, it's been my longtime dream to open a hot sauce shop. Um, I tell you I'm gonna date myself here, but but years ago, I would probably say about uh, thirty five maybe thirty eight years ago, um, <laughs> uh, I was I was a kid and I rode my bike to my favorite hot sauce shop and yeah, they did Uh-oh. have them back then. Uh, my favorite hot sauce shop was um, a little place in San Diego, California. Do you think you can remember or do you know? What shops are in Southern California?
0: I I can't say I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I tell you what.
2: I used to, I mean, I had my little paper route and I, you know, would cut the neighbor's grass and things like that. And, um, you know, it was, it was, I just do anything to go yeah. to my favorite hot sauce shop and try to buy stuff. Um, you know, there wasn't a big section at the grocery store or anything like that where you could buy anything um you know unless you wanted you know maybe lavatoria or you know some other stuff like that or maybe even paste pecani sauce back in the day but to get the actual authentic ones and there was not a lot of companies around then um i went to hotlicks uh my favorite hot sauce shop um in seaport village san diego and um to this day i mean it's 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 a cool little story um, but I've, I've always wanted to open a little store like that just with my own hot sauces or other stuff. And just my passion has been there for years. Um, so when I moved out here to Georgetown, it was like, okay, um, you know, we, we would do these little farmer's markets after, in after 2012, when we were doing our, um, um, you know fairs and stuff like that and after we got our business started um and you know out here in in central texas there's you know people a lot of people support you um with doing these these different events and um the the opportunity presented itself pretty well. And I figured, you know what, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's get it done. So we decided, my my family and I decided let's just open this thing up. So we opened it up and, and um, when I wrote my business plan, it was more, location is huge with these different Mm. things. I hate to see, you know, these hot sauce stores open up and then they just shut down right afterwards. You got to do your due diligence on these things Um, as a business person. I mean, you would hope that people would do that with any kind of business they open, but uh, especially uh, a niche um, industry, like hot yeah. sauces. You know, you got to make sure that that happens. So anyway, um, I decided that we're going to go ahead and do um, local stuff. You know, we'll do local Texas-made hot sauces um, predominantly, and then we'll have some award-winning stuff from around the around the world, uh, around the country, around the world out there too. So um, that's kind of, um, we stuck with that same, um, that basis, and we're in a kind of a touristy area. Of Texas, um, old Georgetown, Georgetown Square's got, got uh, you know some character. We're um, all buildings here, are, uh, courthouses that were open in the 1800s and early 1900s. So. Um, people come out here and visit us. And we're kind of part of the whole community now, awesome. um, which is really cool. And people can actually take um, our hot sauces here, Texas made products and whatever our own, plus other people and people that I co pack for uh, local stuff. And they take them home to Florida or to wherever they're at. And they share it with their neighbors and their mailmen and their hairdressers and everybody else so it's kind of a, a way that we can we can actually uh, get our stuff around the globe as well without uh, bringing it to to the circuit events that we do That's um cool. but you know having said that i mean just, just this hot sauce store is a small little tiny shop sam runs that shop for me um but prior to sam coming in i mean it was like i said a family event my wife uh, is very involved in it she she runs it she's here with me today at sam's day off today uh my mother in law and father in law they help me out uh here as well at, uh, when we need a break and in the kitchen they're retired and it's, it's really cool to do that but uh love spreading the word spreading um um the products to everybody and it's just yeah. uh it's just uh, just an awesome 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 thing and i i, I thank uh hotlicks for getting me uh, involved in that and uh to this day they carry my sauce now and call it a quote-unquote local sauce because of our story that's um so cool. that i used to go out there and now i'm a manufacturer um of hot sauces and and you know i've got them to thank for it
0: that's awesome i that's one of my favorite things just talking to people is just hearing how each other have inspired uh, one another and just like, whether it's kind of hot looks inspiring you to start your own hot sauce store and then you inspiring other people in your community. And I think even just having a store is um, and also doing farmer's markets, going to to those events. But um, I've done a lot of those where I I talk for for 10 hours a day. I I come, I'm, 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 I get like this, phase where i'm just exhausted but i but opposite from that is just like the energy from meeting people talking to each other thinking about like making things and and that energy is just like so much more powerful than kind yeah. of the, so so i think that that that's really cool that you, you have a place for for georgetown texas and in all of, of texas yeah. and, and all of the country where, where people can kind of yeah. share inspiration and get uh really cool flavors
2: well that's it you know you hit it right on the head when you're saying that it's like this industry here personally i think i mean since i've been doing it professionally and, and been on that uh, the circuit the hot sauce circuit um have met a, a lot of people um that you know, are are willing to talk to you and back you and things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, you're going to get your, your bad eggs and in, in every group, obviously, you know, there's going to be your drama and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I try to, I try to stay out of it, but more for the, um, the positive side, you know, I love talking to people, you know, an inspiration of mine when I first professionally getting into these things is John hard, you know, a cage mm-hmm. God, I look up to that guy. I, I, I still call him, uh, from time to time and, 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 uh, ask some advice and things like that. I mean, there's no other industry that I know where people are just going to take their ego, put it aside and kind of help you out a little bit, you know? Right. Um, and I'm not talking about everybody, but, and like I said, there's drama all over the place. However, you know, if you keep yourself clear of that and, you know, you do good onto others as you wanted to do unto you, like our parents used to tell us, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's when I think you're going to get rewarded and you're going to succeed in this industry. You know, it's, Um, I just love helping people out. The passion is there. I wear it on my sleeve. I employ the people that do the same thing and we all are out, uh, obviously to, to do that. Um, you know, I mean, there's some money to be made in it. Um, but there's also, um, you know, a lot of the, the passion that goes into it is, is what we live for every day. You know, it's hard to find uh, somebody that, that, that can enjoy that with you. And I've got my family here that backs me 100%. I've got Sam, I've got the whole hot sauce world. I get to meet people like you, Brian, and, and, and everybody else that's in this industry that can kind of help lean on me. Like I leaned on people uh, when I was up and coming and just not knowing things, you know, so this industry is just phenomenal. I love it. Um, I, I in 2016, I was able to. Uh, well, I got laid off at my job, but uh, it was kind of a blessing because I got to take this thing full swing now and and, and not have any uh, uh, apprehensions of what I wanted to do. It's just kind of go forward and let's let's see what happens here, you know. Uh, so we're very blessed and very fortunate that we're able to um, come this far, and we appreciate all of our fans and everybody else that's out there and It
0: just you know kind of
2: uh, helps us and, and supports us along the way.
0: Amen. Yeah. That's awesome. Mikey. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, and, and I mean, you, you just gave a lot of great advice and, and I think throughout this podcast, I think every single person, whether they're just in the trying new hot sauces or actually, um, kind of making them in their, their home yeah. kitchen or, or professionally, I, I've picked up some pieces of advice, but, um, for, for people that are trying to make better sauces, experiment with new flavors, and just kind of expand the the world of hot sauce. Do you have any advice to them? Well, um, you know, I like
2: to think keep things basic. Be creative, but keep things basic. Um, you know, once you start trying to put uh, fifteen different flavors in there, and they're fighting with each other as you're creating these sauces, um, you're chasing your flavors okay so you know and I've, I've, I've learned this through the years coming up teaching these hot sauce classes um uh you know we make a salsa and somebody says i want uh let's see uh, uh an orange vanilla salsa that has cranberry with this for uh thanksgiving and then but i also want to taste the cilantro and uh you know this and that it's like wow where, where are you going with this because yeah. you need to focus on what you're trying to make, and that. You can't have all those flavors come through that way. You're just going to get a pile of mush. So keep it simple. Add your your, your flair in there and uh, be done with it. Um, and patience is huge. Patience is really, mm. really big. You know, a, a cooked hot, and I say temperature hot sauce or salsa, uh, if you're cooking for bottling purposes, is going to taste totally separate, uh, different than – when it's already been sitting there for a day or two, yeah. Um, so you need to be patient, and you need to to, you know, get the outcome of it afterwards, and just try these different things. So um, I would say just be patient with it, and not try to fight your flavors. Don't try to get too creative with that.
0: Great advice. So, Great advice. Yeah. Uh, well, Mikey, I, I've uh, this has been truly a pr- pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, thank you so much for your time uh one last uh question just like where can people obviously they can find your shop in in georgetown texas anytime you're in austin they got to go visit you um but what else do you have going on and any kind of final thoughts that you'd like to to share with the hot sauce community and, and where people can find you well um for the people that haven't heard of us or uh you know want to
2: know more information or anything like that um you can go always visit our website at uh uh mikeyvsfoods.com m-i-k-e-y-v-s-f-o-o-d-s.com um you can always shoot me an email at info at mikeyvsfoods.com as well um i love to answer questions for people things like that you know friend us on facebook um and all that good stuff as well great place social media is an awesome place to do that instagram um you know twitter and all that so we try to stay pretty active uh, in the community and you know, these Facebook uh, groups, like you said, uh, for the love of hot sauce and, and those kind of things uh, that actually help us grow, uh, get to interact with people as well. So we love doing that. We're people just like you are. Um, yeah, we may make a sauce, but, uh, um, you know, we're here just like you are just sharing the passion of hot, hot peppers and chili and salsa and things like that. So spicy foods. Um, but Again, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate uh, the community. We appreciate that. Um, And really, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us. Um, You know, as far as uh, what we have going on, uh, we're going to continue doing these shows here. you know, we, as a, as a company, like I mentioned before, you know, acquiring a couple more uh, businesses here that can kind of help fill the void. We've always got new products coming out. So keep an eye on those and watch for those. Uh, I've got a new hint, hint garlic scorpion. That's a uh, cool. pretty phenomenal too. Um, if you haven't tried it yet, uh, you know, keep an eye out. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna knock your socks off. It's uh got some great flavors and some good eat to it too. So but uh other than that, Brian, really thank you for what you do. Thank you for keeping the hot sauce and spicy food um community going. Um we couldn't do it without people like you that uh that take the time
0: and, and effort and, and uh, sharing our passion and love
2: of hot sauce and spicy foods, man.
0: Nope, hey, you don't have, don't have to thank me. I enjoyed. I I, enjoy it. I, I, uh, I love it, and and I, I was pumped to get a, a case of uh, Sam Sauce, which will be featured uh, when we release this podcast with with their, our craft hot sauce subscription box. Um, so definitely tr- here, right uh, uh, support us uh, both, uh, M- Mikey and I, with, with the craft hot sauce box. Um, but no, mm-hmm. seriously, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your your busy day and, and to hear more about the story. It was really cool to learn more and. And uh, I can't wait to I uh, catch you at the next expo. It's pro- probably going to be New York, but who, who knows? Maybe uh, we'll, we'll meet. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to Mikey V for uh, the great conversation and for Jackie Benson for the amazing music. Uh, if you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe. Tell a friend. I would also definitely recommend checking out the Hot Sauce Club uh, on our website, crafthotsauce.com, where you can try Sam's Sauce and other small batch hot sauces. Uh, when you, you look up to, to listen to more Jackie Venson, you can find her on Spotify. Be sure to check out her new single, Wonderlust. Uh, another amazing song. Excited to, to hear new music from Jackie. And thank you, the listener, for for listening today. Hope you're doing well. And yeah, say hello in the comments. Uh, We appreciate uh, having all all listeners all all across the world. So thank you. Have a great day.
1: (laughs) I know this dance.